With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Craig Devine. Evening. And Sam Smith eating his dinner as always. Hola. <laughs> Mid-bite, but aye. That's why I came to you second because I saw you put it in your mouth. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we'll open up on talking about the live show. Um, don't need to advertise it because it's already sold out. So if this is the first you're hearing of it, Unlucky. Be better so fans. Time. Just be better fans. That's what it is. Be quicker. Aye. Just don't be slow. Mm-hmm. It was nuts though. We 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 done like a Patreon pre-sale, which we sold quite a lot on the very first day, and then the rest of the tickets went on general sale within less than five minutes. I would like to say. Aye, it was just about aye. Because mm-hmm. I was sharing the post. I shared it on Twitter, and I was sharing it on Facebook at the time. When I noticed that all the tickets had gone, I was like, right, I'll just delete that, not share that. Aye, it's class. I obviously can't can thank everybody enough if they want to come and spend a, it's a, a busy, busy time and coming to spend what the, the week before Christmas was. Aye, it's class. Really, really, mm-hmm. really, really just aye, it gives us some buzz and we'll do our best to put on something better than the last time. So last time was pretty good. Aye. Last time was good. Like, Every day, every day, a great time. It was weird. Um, I was absolutely shitting myself last time until we started speaking. And then I was like, fine. Because what was the game? Uh, who was on comms? Was it Craig and, Craig and Mark? It was me and Mark, Mark and it was the Dundee United 2-1, I think it was the Grave winner. Aye, it was the first day, uh, it was the first day uh, VAR was in Scot- uh, Scottish football. Shocks oh, yeah, uh, so we had that to talk about. Because uh. uh, obviously we got the goal disallowed that day. And there were Malitbakis on the halfway line. Fifteen minutes prior to the actual goal. Aye, but aye, looking forward, looking forward to it. Good to, prime Christmas night out time as well. I need to oh, figure out what aye. to get on draft in the shop. I mean, there'll be plenty of mental cans in the fridge, but draft wise, need to have a think. I'm supposed to be on my best behaviour because I've got a, that win to come home to, but it's, I'm treating it as my. My work's Christmas night out, my pal's Christmas night out, just everything rolled into one, so I'm going to be some some state by the end of this. Aye. Very much Aye. It. But it'll be nice to, I think we're going to try and do a wee bit of kind of, like, take donations and do a bit of fundraising as well for the Charitable Foundation, so it'll be nice that there's actually a good kind of purpose for it, and it's not just four or five idiots sharing 
shit takes and making fun of even shitter takes for two hours there's actually a bit more to it this time around I thought we'd get a bit of crowd work going but like certain people from the Patreon at least didn't even buy tickets like I mean Eden bought a ticket last time and then didn't turn up I was hoping he would turn up just so because there's still plenty of people out here that are there that believe he's AI and not a real person <laughs> no we've met him yeah we've met we've him met but, um... uh, Eden is real <laughs> some people might believe he's some people said, like, I told so. someone asked me about it and I was like no he was real we met him and they was like ah, no nah, I don't believe it just nah, point blank didn't believe it <laughs> I was alright cool some, some amount of knowledge in the boy man <laughs> they'll be happy to know I'm drinking a German beer there you go hey. one you can't buy from Paisley Craft Beer some I was about to say is that a wee it's not, I don't even know how to pronounce it's called Pitt and Ruben and I don't know how to pronounce the the brewery I think it's called Fluge because it's like nice a, and it's a beer wine hybrid it's very nice yeah because you just can't have a can of tenants like a normal person nah, nah. well even we bit of art on the the, the bottle aye uh, there's art on the new tenants cans they're a very sleek yellow design it's like the type of beer that they would serve in the, the Kuntz Museum it's very very high high end it's very nice but anyway should we get this back on track? Because we said we would do this. Right, let's go on with the football. Uh, Aye. <laughs> um, I mean, first up, we'll talk about is a, a four 0 pumping at St Johnson, and Class. giving us the opportunity to donate money to the you know help a buddy scheme. So we're doing that, and we're doing a chat. We're just great guys. That's what we are. Hey, really listen, guys, that's right? top men. Mm-hmm. Probably the best guys in the support. Some would say. I would say. I would say anyway. But. You know, we, we, definitely we're not the we, best, best supporters. We're not the ones shouting in chippies. Um, that's a that's a private WhatsApp joke. One person, Get some manners. One person listening will know what that is. I was there, believe me. <laughs> we might, I might reveal it um, in the Patreon later, but uh, it was very funny. Uh, actually, anyway. um, I, I was actually looking back at our um, group chat just during the game on Saturday, and I, I was fully ready to go up the road at half time because it was quite possibly the worst. Uh, it was a very, say, very I... scrappy first half. It kind of was. It was like no one really got a foot in the ball. It was just kind of like no, it was back and forth. It was one, his passes and yeah, it was one of the ones that um, I it, I had the sense of dread of this has got no no written all over it and when I won, have I made a mistake. Smash and grab. Yeah, exactly. A Nicky Clark last minute overhead kick, which is just a <laughs> phrase that shouldn't ever exist. Um, and then just one kind of real moment of quality um, from Bacchus to kind of fire it in. And then from that point on, I don't think we... To be honest, I still don't think it was a brilliant performance. I don't think we ever got no. out of maybe second gear. We didn't have to. Like St. Johnson offered absolutely nothing that entire game. I mean, it took you're a... Gonna, oh, sorry. You're getting down. Yeah, I think so. I think that's. I don't yeah. think there's. I don't think they'll get close to, like maybe between them and Ross County. I think, but I think they'll probably be quite cut adrift. Obviously, I had finished playing. I came back and looked at my phone. I'd obviously seen we were winning. I put in the group chat to ask how we were playing, and everyone unanimously said we were shite. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> we're shite. Must we're, we're shite. We're winning." So, man, so I get back to champions. I, I, managed, I managed to watch the second half. I watched the first half back since, but I, I agree. Craig, I thought we were just we did, we weren't great, but we never had to be great to beat them. And I think you know the score line obviously does reflect the doing, but I think that was coming for for quite some time. You know the amount of chances we've had in games, and 
you know, you look back to the Hearts game when we get three goals disallowed. The Aberdeen game made a lot of chances. Like I think a team was probably due a bit of a doing, and I think mm. probably maybe a bit. Of, I take a bit more satisfaction in it because I really don't like St Johnston, but it was just uh, it was just really good to see us finally put a team to the sword like that, like proper no way back for that. And uh, it could have it could have really been anything, but we were we were really clinical. Everything that we we're good at, you know, came to fruition. And hi, no, no complaints for me at all. If you're going to play bad, and what was it? play bad's maybe a bit harsh. If you're not going to play great and still win four 0 mm-hmm. then take that every day of the week. I mean, fantastic mom- position to be in, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? To be sitting, coming away for a game, going well. We, I we won four 0 but we still have played better this season. Four 0 can I suggest it? We'd sat and peppered our goal most of the game, and it maybe should have been more. But it, it, it was more just that we were quite clinical with the, the chances that kind of fell to us and. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the difference. I mean, we'll talk about the first goal and just some sheer brilliance from Keanu Bacchus. I mean, beautiful goal, absolutely well hit. Brilliant for brilliant for Kilty as well. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yeah. I think uh, Kilty, Kilty and Mandron link up really well. I think one thing that Mika doesn't get a lot of credit for is that he's actually a pretty good footballer as well. You're looking at a guy who's kind of six foot four, a bit awkward looking. You think, ah, he's just going to be there in the box to to get on the end of it and aye, obviously turn provider for Kilty Kilty does really well I think he's got like three or four guys round him at one point you know rolls him out with that wee kind of touch off his heel great great set up for Bacchus and he, I think I know a lot of his goals have kind of been a wee bit closer in smashing grabs that's two times this season he's been he's two goals this season his goal against Hibs his goal against St Johnson have been a wee bit further out and he's had to He's had to really take like a snapshot from a, a bit of a distance, a bit of a dodgy angle. Worked them both well, both times, and uh, a cracking goal. Like really, for the way the first half went, it really had to be something mm-hmm. like that. I think to be the difference, and uh, you could carry ask for a much better, much better goal to start off your your route. Mm-hmm. And then you can't ask for a much better start to the second half. Um, a bit of mix up in St Johnson's defence. You know, the guy try to chest the ball back to the keeper. No power or anything behind the ball allows Mandron to come in, and you know we've seen it many times. I think in the past where that's went to one of our strikers and he's hit it straight at the goalkeeper, or panicked and they've went, "Oh, this is a sudden chance!" Hit it first time, like it was very cool. Um, you know, patient play from Mandron and nicely slotted in. Aye, it's, uh, it's quite a funny goal, wasn't it? Was it a mix-up between it was uh, Liam Gordon and then Brown James that it came Brown. off of, wasn't it? James Brown was the one that chested it. Aye, um, very very funny goal. Like as you say, we've we've conceded them a few times before, so it's nice to be on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, there's really no way back after, is there? Nah, nah. It's better. I think. I mean, we've seen it be. You know, relegated St Mun teams of the past and poor St Mun teams of the past in general. When you're, if you've made a mistake like that to go two 0 down in a game, you're you're gone. Your heads are gone at that point. You're fried. You're all you're all over the place. But I think just to go back to to the actual finish for Mikats, I think when he signed, obviously people went kind of based off what Motherwell fans were saying. You know, Motherwell fans said this guy pegged has been horrendous. He was worse than Obika, that was obviously at Motherwell. He was still at Motherwell. Like, he was worse than Obika, he was going to be horrendous. But see, his record in England, at League 1 and League 2, he's a 1-3 striker. He's got a, a really, really good goal rate down in England for 
for a guy, you know, he, he came through a good academy. He's played in the Premier League. You know, I know it's only four or five games, but you need to be good enough to play a Sunderland team that were a steady Premiership team for so many years. Mm-hmm. They're not going to keep you hanging about for a laugh. They keep you hanging about because they see something in you. And mm-hmm. his finish, his finish was terrific, proper, calm, composed, and it just sums up the big man. He's really, I think he took all of us by surprise. I remember the day he signed. Obviously, we were in the. We kind of got word a few minutes before it was announced that it was Mandarin that we were signing, and it's kind of—I I, would say it was a wee bit like uh, meh, yeah. like I don't. Know what he's, that was don't the, know what he's that was for. the day I was down. I was at Ralston getting Mark's wedding card signed, and um, I was trying to get anything out of James, and he was just not having it. And I was like, "Are we signing Fletcher?" And he was like. Nah, no heard anything, no seen anything. I was like, oh, we must be saying something. Nah, nobody's close, nobody's been in. Nobody's... Well known that Mandron was 100% in Aye. that gym right behind. <laughs> I was just... Aye. It was just, uh, I, you're right, just underwhelming. And he's been in not underwhelming when he's played. I reckon it's, um, it, uh, again, just proof. Motherwell fans don't know what they're talking about. Oh, they said that about Mandarin, they said that about... Tate. Hara, they told us Tate was passed it. I think maybe the only one that they were kind of complimentary of was done, but even then it was kind of caveated with, well, he's not going to stay fit. Yeah. So they clearly just can't judge a player, can they? No. Paisley Steelman, if you're listening, that's you. They're good guys, you know, apparently. Ah, he's, he's, no, he's not been in my shop in about two months, so fuck him. Yeah, much right. as you slag him off every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... um <laughs> Third goal, Mandron double, another good finish. Nasty bit of work from Olasanya yeah. in the wing. Yeah, to- yeah, what a player, by the way, what a player, Olasanya. So calm and composed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much Aye. everyone has already made this point, but a-, a year ago, he's not that calm, he's not that composed, he-, he misses that, he doesn't put that ball in, he doesn't put it on a plate for Mandron, it's just a- such a turnaround. And- what is Robinson doing to these players? Like, you know, like Curtis Main... Um, Taylor I mean we saw signs of Taylor last season to be fair but he's just had a better run in the team I think now and that's why he's really we're really noticing him now but all this must just be just a cocktail of steroids that he's feeding them it's the only thing <laughs> maybe, they've all, maybe they've all got asthma all of a sudden you know like Liverpool <laughs> okay everyone's everyone's favourite quiz master Billy Hogg claims that Alan Hutton was on steroids when he got his move to uh, Tottenham <laughs> In his first year at Tottenham, and it was like one of the best fullbacks Wait, in the Premiership. Is, Billy. Is, is Billy is Billy mixing up PEDs with EBTs? <laughs> Seriously, he was, he was on both anyway. So <laughs> I don't. I think the, I think it's been kind of well documented that Olasanya last year was. I mean, when we seen him play, he was trying stuff that you could quite clearly tell wasn't going to work. You know, I remember the first time I seen him was the the Northampton friendly when they came up and they beat us three 0 and I remember looking at when I was like, this guy is, this guy's miles off it. Like he's trying step overs, he, he can't control the ball. He's, he was, it looked as if he was kind of too fast for himself. Uh, and I think he played played against Airdrie. Started out right wing, very much the same again. And I was like, right, this guy is, this guy is pretty shite. Like there's no chance he's, it's really harsh to say it, but after two games, well, it's not going to work. Obviously, never mm-hmm. seen him for six months after he injured. They came on that time against Hearts, and it, it was. I, I remember saying at the time, and I remember we were saying on the pod, like it was horrible for him because people were genuinely laughing at him in the stands. Like people were laughing yeah. when he was on the ball, and 
that must have been horrible for him out to our bro, our bro fans are saying he was horrendous and he comes back in the summer and just looks like a completely different guy but I think he's been told to keep everything simple and stop doing stuff that I think he's, he's, a, he's a runner he's there to carry the ball forward and whatever benefit we can get from him carrying the ball forward if it's him laying up goals for somebody or, even he's fin- I, I think he's finishing definitely kind of he, he's not he can be a wee bit rash at times and rush stuff, but I think when he takes his time, he can be composed and he definitely can make a difference. Do you think it's like a, a bit of a like a Shankland esque reality check he got, where it was like, look, maybe like I've like Robinson's trying to tell him to keep things simple, and he's not been doing that, and then it's like, look, you've went through a broth like down a league, and you've still not done it. They they stopped playing you because of this sort of stuff. It's like you either do this or you're not a footballer in a year's time. And he's probably just screwed the nut down. And... Aye. Whatever he said to him's worked. I think he, he was in the papers and they were both quite open about, look, we had a really, really kind of frank conversation. So it's, it's, it's paid dividends. It's Robinson's done it again. He's got previous for doing that with us in a relatively short time. So finally managed to get a tune out of him. Then the fourth goal. You know, um, off the, was it Olisanya hits the post, doesn't he? Comes off and Kilty there to, to finish it. Yes, he's very, very deserved goal. Kilty's clearly to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think um, Greaves Greaves ball in. It's yeah. just one of the ones that he's not going to he's not going to show up on any kind of stat sheet for in terms of an assist. But it's just such a key key mm-hmm. pass. It's perfectly weighted through. I believe the the geeks call that a pre-assist. Pre-assist. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was talks um, about. Um, like bringing that sort of stat in because in ice hockey they do it like um they they award the goal to the person who the first person to pass the well, first assist second assist and goal they all get a goal stat from that that's embarrassing I don't know. listen i'm still the guy that goes on a night out and gets pushed and corners people and tells them how much i'm against xg so i'm, I'm never going to get behind <laughs> pre-assist becoming <Yeah>. a thing <laughs> but yeah that would Goal involvement, I believe it's called. That's doing some heavy lifting, a pre-assist. Because that could be you passing the ball up the line for a cross that's unbelievable and you're getting credited by basically passing the ball two yards. If he didn't make that pass, that ball was never put in. Nah, it was... I think it goes back to kind of talking about improving players and, you know, obviously it's been well done. We've said that a million times, we've done it to death, but Grieve was playing... Grieve was playing in public parks about a year and a half ago and to now be able to to now have the composure to to do stuff like that and you know really take your time to pick out a, a really nice weighted pass he's probably been there done it he would have probably somehow let the ball go through him or try and take a shot for that point but he's just so selfless and considering he's not started a game he looks you know obviously he's seen it when when Mika got his goal, like him and Olisanya are on the bench, and the first two, they're sprinting over to him, celebrating, like smiles as wide as a Clyde. So that's just created such a good culture. Mm-hmm. Because it, um, one of Mark and Andrew last night on comms for the Celtic game pointed out that was Greaves' 10th sub appearance of the season. Aye. And we're only, what, we're only, what, 12 games into the season? Or? It can it, For him, I know he would obviously rather start games and that like mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really wants to be known as a super sub but he is. it's a role in football it's it's 
that is what it is. Like, and you obviously you're comparing them to a different guy, like an arsehole there guy, actually. Nacho Novo, that is what Nacho Novo was for Rangers when he started. He did absolutely nothing, but in big games, Rangers would bring him off the bench and he would score goals. Like, that's because that, that is what guys like. There's always going to be a role in, in a squad for guys like that. You know, I think he's he's very unlucky not to be on four goals this season. You know, it's obviously kind of dubious one against Dundee, whether the ball was over the line or not. And then the one that was kind of wrongly called out against Hearts. So, mm. you know, in, a, in another world, he's, he's sitting in four league goals this season. He's one of the top scorers in the league. But <laughs> it's, it just highlights how good the forward line have been this season when you're complaining about a guy maybe not being on four goals. When everybody in the forward line's contributing. And I think now, especially when we're going to get to McMenamin getting off the mark, like that's everyone everyone that's played in a forward position this year scored a goal or had an assist so it's aye, brilliant just really really good mm-hmm. I mean we'll move on to the, the, the Celtic game um, cause I think we're, um, we're just be- before we do aye. maybe just remiss not to kind of mention Ryan Flynn coming back into the team because I think yeah. when that was announced the entire certainly the entire everyone on the Discord probably collectively just side at the same time and that just goes to show what the majority of football fans know I was one of them I thought that was a really kind of strange decision for it not to be I think everyone was expecting either Bolton or Small to come in and Ryan Flynn rocks up and looks as if he's he's no missed a beat since the last time he played Timeless and then he's just he never Aye. I remember he started the game against Ross County last year the one I can't remember who it was it was on comms he won 1-0 obviously that uh, Latoury gets sent off for Two foot and Carson, and I think Flynn came in that day, and it was the first time he had played for maybe a month or two. Like came in out the cold, came in, started, played ninety minutes in centre midfield, and I'm like, well, this guy's just a, this guy's a freak. Like to be able to come in and do that and play to the level he does, you know what? I, I don't, I don't think he'll get a testimonial. I mean, when did he sign? 20, 20, mm-hmm. 2018. I, I think if you were ever going to do something. Mm. For a guy who maybe won't get to, he's, he's not going to get to a, a testimonial age as a player. But I think it's definitely a guy who who needs who needs some sort of appreciation a wee bit, a, for the a fans. Wee bit for of recognition, aye, something means. something at the end of season awards dinner or something at the very least, just to kind of a guy who uh, a guy who Craig Anderson on the Terrace podcast said he's never uh, never rated him as a player. Aye, that shows what he knows. A guy who thinks that Brad Lyons is a good footballer. Like, here you go. Thanks for that, Craig. Arsehole. He's the reason I don't even listen to the Terrace anymore. Uh, it's, he's why I cancelled my Patreon. Same. Mm-hmm. And which is shot. I, I mean, like, literally, I used to be a regular on their Patreon. And I gave it over to Mark. Not just because of Craig Anderson, but there was reasons. <laughs> he was one of. Yes. <laughs> uh, right, so we can move on to the Celtic game now and... Um, you know, great start, seven minutes in. Like, uh, the the commentary kind of spoiled it for for us because of the, the weird audio, like the, the the video feed delay compared to the comms where we heard two, uh, two celebrations because they try to rewind it to try and get it back on track and it's, they still celebrated before the goal went in. But some build I'll, uh, I'll, I'll always I'll always remember it um, because I missed it because, see, try to watch football with a newborn on your lap it just it doesn't really pan out that way at all. So I'll, I'll always remember missing Conor McMenamin's first summer goal. I'm, just, you know, uh, I'm glad he's... Andrew's reaction's hilarious, yeah. man. 
it's proper proper joy when that goes in. Like, I, 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 me and Ross had said to them beforehand, like you are inches away from like the kind of Celtic hospitality bit, and I can know it just made me so happy imagining Mark and Andrew like jumping up, and, like cheering, and just getting dodgy looks for every single person sitting in that hospitality bit. Just. Aye, great. What a yes that is for Andrew mm. as well. Just proper passion. It's great. <laughs> See, I'm glad Co- uh, Conor McMenamin's finally off the like the mark with his goals. And this is why I'd be in favour with bringing those kind of stats that we were talking ice hockey style stats in. Because he, I'm fed up of people saying that he has done nothing since he came in. Someone yeah. even pointed out that we've not we've been playing him and he's produced no goals, yet we've not started Stav McManney. Despite them playing in totally different positions, aye, it's it's crazy. And I, I think you're you're right, but then I, I think even like if you're reaching and you're looking at stuff like Prius, isn't it? Maybe McMenamin doesn't he? He probably. I mean, don't get me wrong. He probably. He, I think if you go back and look, he'll definitely get involved with stuff like that. But it's all. He's probably one of the first men players we've seen in so long that actually can take his man on, mm-hmm. get by him, put the ball mm-hmm. in the box. I think he's. I think he's really entertaining to watch. I think he's probably really only a short buster pace away. For, it's not, he's not slow by any means, but I think he's. If he was a bit pacier, he wouldn't be playing up here. He'd be mm. down the championship, England. So I think we just need to really stop. I think it was Gary, Gary Walker on the on the Patreon like nailed it. I think it's just because we've paid a fee for him. Mm. People are people forget that that league's mostly part time. You know, he's playing part time football over there. And, it's a massive adjustment to come over here, play full-time. He's been away twice for internationals already, so he's, he's got a hectic schedule and getting used to it. And I, I, I would probably say he's in my top three players so far uh, this season. 100%. I, would... I think he's great. I think he's probably the signing of the season so far. And I think, I think he's, he's a letdown if you, you are expecting him to come in and score goals and have an assist every other game. I, th- but I think for a guy that's to come the, in... the main issue is because I, of the goals he scored in Ireland. expecting that, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair enough, like we, we did pay a fee, I totally get that argument, but I mean, you, you've, like Sam says, you've dropped that guy in from another league where the majority of teams are part-time. Aye, he hasn't scored or assisted much at all, but also he's not looked out of place at all. I mean, if you were to pick, who would you ever drop him for? Like, hardly no, unplayable, no. that's not what I'm no, trying to get no at, at all, but yeah, he's, he's come in, he's looked as if he's fitted right in, he fits the system that we're trying to play. He just needs to add a couple of goals to his game, and I think everyone will kind of shut up about it. Mm. He, he is coming off. I thought he did, to be fair, have quite a kind of poor half on Saturday, probably as poor a half as I've seen him right. since he, he kind of came in, maybe since the, the Montrose game. But everyone has a shit 45 minutes for someone over the course of the season, let's face it. Mm-hmm. But great start to the, the, the game against Celtic and um, playing some some decent stuff and. You know, Alessania was causing problems with speed and stuff. Um, and, you know, badly timed runs some where I think you get caught offside in a bit. But th- that's the main issue of scoring so early against Celtic is, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. long long slog. And, I mean, what was it, like a couple more minutes before they scored? What was it? The fi- I, I, like 15 minutes or something. 15, 60 minutes they scored. But see, for a guy who gets a ridiculous amount of grief off our Celtic fans... I would love if we could moan at a guy who would score, who genuinely scores between 10 and 15 goals a season <laughs> and lays on another six or seven. Like, 
that that finish was quality, and yeah. it's it's not his it's not his first against us. I think he's what on, I think he's on eight goals against us in twelve games, just for Celtic, not counting the couple of goals he scored against us for Motherwell. Like he's a he's a top quality player. I don't really have any. I've seen a few people like kind of complaints about the defending for the first goal, but I don't really know what else you can do mm. if the ball drops at that point at the edge of the box to most other players in the league they're not they're probably not even thinking about shooting and he's rifling it right in the top corner like I also seen a guy on Black Might Army have a go at Hemming for it and said he should have saved it but even I wouldn't have said that in July so <laughs> the, the yeah, Hemming just, just the a Hemming, moment of, I mean, we a can moment of quality like, we'll talk like, about it no, and you go sorry. No, it, it's just it's just a moment yeah. of quality, isn't it? Like you, there's uh, genuinely nothing you can do. I, it's I, very similar to Bacchus's goal against St. Johnson, just a wee bit further up. No, no, you're just if the ball drops to a very good football player at the edge of the box, he has the ability think, to smack it right in the top corner. So, do you think uh, we miss Bacchus in this match? Aye, uh. I think I, I like Boyd Munts, and I think out definitely out the two. I think Boyd Munts is the better footballer, but. I just I think boy I think Kalen's a bit more calculated in the way Pepsi's. Yeah, Kalen will go and press when he knows he can get the ball. Like Bacchus would chase anyone. Mm-hmm. The, the Bacchus doesn't care if he knows he's got even if he's got a one percent chance to go and get the ball, he'll still go and get it and he'll make a he'll make a good job of it. I think maybe O'Hara suffers when we don't have Bacchus as well yeah. because he's maybe not as used to having a guy on the same sort of wavelength. That they're they're both brilliant players. But just do very different things. I think Boyd Munz takes really good care of the ball. I think he probably takes better care of the ball than any of the any of the other players in the team, maybe apart from Taylor. But no, I, I still thought Boyd Munz had a really good game mm. last night as well. I did. And then we can talk about the penalty. Um, like, I th- there's no arguments. I saw people go calling cheating, beating, desperate, desperate. No, to give it. It's so desperate no, to give it that he had to go to VR and watch the screen before he gave it. Um, <laughs> That's just that's just idiotic. It was a stonewall. Like, but Gogic's arms outstretched as he's going down. His his arms moved which away from his body. Which he's guilty for quite a lot. Did he not uh, do one? He's done that. That's the third time he's done that. In his, aye, recent memory. Aye, um, can I? Yes, I, 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 I mean, we've all played football. Like, we've all played football. You know, when like turn your arms will kind of mm-hmm. come out and your arms move. Yeah, it's so it's just so harsh. Like I, could, I get the argument that the ball was going goal bound and that, but aye, it's just it's, it's so unfortunate. But I uh, think it's just right, he, he does a previous for it. Mm-hmm. It's just moving for this era where like a tam ball penalty previously was a deliberate attempt to block the ball with your arm and it's now just was your arm in the way pretty much unless it's maybe like a foot away and it's kind of smacked off your arm and your arm's been against your body mm-hmm. you're expecting a penalty these days yeah or unless you're aye but then off the post like t- Turnbull Turnbull took the penalty didn't he uh, uh, hits the post but then um, Hemming with an absolute fantastic reactionary save for the second chance um, another Another great save from. I proper proper outrageous. How quick he gets back up and reacts to it. Uh, finally, uh, finally went out in public the day on Twitter. Naturally, uh, 
say they got it horribly wrong. Uh, he's made a couple of mistakes, but no goalkeepers kind of squeaky clean for that. Like, I remember I, I said that at the time, like keepers make mistakes, but I just felt the way he was at Kelly last year, he made more mistakes than what you would usually accept for a goalkeeper. But yeah, he's been he's been tremendous. I think he's shown every bit why Middlesbrough gave him three years before they sent him back up and won to us. Uh, like last night, he was just he was colossal. Mm. I don't know. Uh, just some of the saves he was he was pulling off. I think the one probably flying under the radar a wee bit because it kind of looked as if it was right next to him was the one for Forest. Uh, I think it mm. was Yang get in the box and kind of cut it back into Forest, maybe for about six yards out. And, you know, Hemmings going the other way, flings an arm at it. It's a, a really just just a proper great performance from him again. There's one where Kyogo went through one on one, didn't he? And he saved the chip it? in the last minute, aye. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Like you think yeah, I think that was the one when kind of Gogic went and slide for it when the yeah. ball get played across and at that point you're thinking it's went through being two one in a really tight game to three mm-hmm. one and at that point could have maybe ended up four or five. I mean we've seen what it's like there when you it can go and go and go, but just I brilliant, just really unexpected as well. You know, Kyogo doesn't miss chances like that, and unless he's playing against a really top keeper, I I think we've we've done it again, mm-hmm. goalkeeper wise. I think w- w- when their second goal came, it was it was coming, wasn't it? <sighs> it was definitely coming. They, 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 I thought Celtic overall were really really poor last night. I thought they, I think they kind of huffed and puffed all night and. Until they made a couple of changes, like I think when Yang and Maeda coming on made a big difference for them. But like overall, Kyogo had a shocker of a game. I thought he was dreadful yeah, last he, night. He was not good. Do you know what? Do know what he's doing? Why? Do, I don't. A guy who scored what? Did he get thirty goals last year? I mean, he was just shy of it. If he didn't, like, why are they playing him deeper? That <laughs> makes the game so much easier for everybody else if he's not running in behind. I mean, to be fair, he's sitting deep. He does really well for the goal. I think. Uh, the we kind of pass in from, I think it might be Turnbull that plays it quick into Kyogo. Him and McGregor do the wee, you know, move in one touch. Home does really well to get it in. But again, like, you're, you're getting beat by genuine moments of quality. I've seen Dunn getting a bit of stick for the goal. I don't really, he does his job. If mm-hmm. he brings if he brings Johnson down, gives away a free kick, then everybody's going off their head about yeah. him being this and reckless. But he does the right thing. He passes him out. And then I think if you're going to, probably give anyone a wee bit of stick for it maybe say it's O'Hara O'Hara looks as if he's kind of been dragged about all over the place and Taylor has to then step up which creates the space for O to get in and again like O, o doesn't get many he doesn't miss many chances yeah. when he gets them and it's a great finish but I don't if you're going to get beat off a of Rangers and Celtic and it's two moments of quality to our one moment of quality that mm. beat us like we're complaining about stuff that was fantasy a few I years mean, ago. You've got you've got to remember how much that Celtic team. I know it's it's a bit cliche where you talk about how much that Celtic team cost and how much those substitutions that came on cost, like a lot more than our entire team. And you wouldn't think there was that much of a gulf of cost and players between us when you watch when the whole game over the ninety minutes. You think nah. it, was, it was a it was a closest game. There was the, the goals only came from sort of moments of magic between both sets of teams that's that's essentially it like it's not an unfair result or anything but like we were in it as much as they were and 
that you've got to give the props to Robinson for being able to do that. However, uh, Celtic fans are all over Twitter today because that's what they are going on about. Um, could they have had uh, another penalty um, no. with Mandron? And uh, you've said no, but I would have called for that. See if that the other end of the park and that happened against us. I'd been calling for it. I do see see if Kyogo genuinely looked as if he was going to make an attempt to go towards mm-hmm. the goal rather than the second someone puts his hand on it. I, mean, he's, I, I think he's the worst in the league for it. I think Celtic fans are. Why, hundred percent. Celtic fans turn a blind eye to it like altogether. Like uh, it's actually it is embarrassing to be honest. The way he is, you know, and it's not the first time he's done something similar like that. I think was it John Suter when he was at Hearts, grabbed his shirt, and it was kind of like around his stomach area, and he went down like as if he had been punched. I think it was the one that uh, was it Obelai gave away the penalty. Remember the uh, Obelai hit him in the head, like literally just went like that mm-hmm. off the ball. He went down as if he had been, you know, he was rolling about. Look, it's embarrassing, and I think Celtic fans have a real cheek to actually ask for a, something like that. I'd, granted, I think it definitely will have been checked. I, I, Celtic fans have this like thing that they don't. Oh, it's no went. It's no come up soon. It's a check. They will have checked it because they check every single incident. Yeah. But I just, I think, see if he maybe ran a wee bit further forward, and then Mandron had maybe continued to pull him. Then I go for it. That, that's fair enough. But nah, there's nothing in that. The thing is, Ma- Mandron needs to watch because he done, did he not do that against Ross County? Was it Ross County? And they gave away the penalty. That's no, Hemings, no Dundee. Yeah, it's Dundee, Dundee right at the start of the season. Um, uh, that Hemming saved, and you know he'll need to watch himself because obviously, what whether that was a penalty or not, like I could see it. I'd understand if it was given. You know, I'd be frustrated about it, but I'd understand if it was given. And like I said, I would have probably shouted for it if it was in our our box because of the noise Celtic fans make online with that. And uh, I'll just hear my own echo. It's a bit weird. Uh, Anyway, um, Celtic fans shouting about that online that they might look at what he's doing in the future as well. No. But I echo. Aye. Don't deal with it. Uh, I mean, I, I can't edit no. it out, but it's fine. It's, nah, on this side. Oh. it's just brutal to. Uh, I can. I, I, we've obviously like, joked about for ages, like the whole kind of diving thing. Is it's funny? See when your team die, like mm. dives and gets a penalty. It's Colin, great. Like, Colin Quayner will always be a legend for me. Incredible, and I can obviously like we slagged Ross for it because Ross isn't a big fan. Of it. I think. See when it's diving the way like, guys like Kyogo do it when it's constant oh, yeah, and it's. That's frustrating, and I think that would even frustrate me if it was a guy, and if, if that was, if that was McMenamin and Kelty that were doing that. Like, I just don't, I don't know what he stands to gain from it. It does. I, I think it's now referees are cottoning on to it. I think that probably doesn't. I think maybe see if mm-hmm. that's Forrest or Maeda that's taking that hit from Andron. Referees are probably more likely to look at it, whereas now, mm-hmm. I think referees are probably just thinking oh, somebody's tapped him. That's him away done. The horrible little bastard, Kyogo. Oh, aye. aye, I've never bought the whole Mr. Nice Guy act. Like, can I doubt the, how many scores and all that? Like? He's nasty as anything. Like, he proper yeah. leaves the boot in on guys. Like, that one that he, yeah. he ran behind Fraser, shoved him, and then thought, oh, do you know what I'll do here? I'll kick him as well. And But according to every Celtic fan that watched that game, it's obstruction. It should have been a free kicker yeah. or a penalty to them. Like, that's, that's baffling. Like, what? 
Uh, the Celtic rule book is different for, for everybody else's rule book. You see, for a club who give a cheek to go on about Rangers getting penalties, <laughs> I think they've had what thirteen or something. No, maybe no, no. I think they get thirteen in the whole of last season. I think they're on about eight or nine so far this season. It's a ridiculous amount I think, of penalties. I think, um, I think it was either Mark or Andrew who pointed out in commentary that Celtic have the most penalties in the league this year. Uh, but but, but the referee and establishments against them to stop them winning the league. That Listen, constantly I, won. I, I'd um, actually admit to a Celtic fan online, I think it was the Mandarin incident that we're talking about that I think it, I, you've seen it given. I think it maybe could have been, but I ended up biting saying it's just it's typical of fans of a club that have won pretty much every trophy going for the last what almost decade mm-hmm. and they're still such a victim complex yeah any more comments about Celtic game eh uh, nah I hate them cool well we can all agree with that we will be back after this I'm Keanu Backers and you're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast that's new I like that oh, it's like not that new Nah, that, I thought that was new. Have we, no, not get the, have we not get any of the new ones set up? The ones uh, that have got us? No, I've not had a chance to get any of them. The Stephen Thompson one will never be heard. Aye, well, that's getting played at the live show every two minutes. <laughs> About how much he loves craft beer. Anyway, uh, we are playing Hibs on Wednesday. We've got a free weekend and then we're playing Hibs um, at home. Like Bacchus is, was Bacchus out against Celtic for an injury? Or he was injured because he was injured. injured. Uh-huh. Hopefully he's back for this. Um, I think he always does well again. Well, he always does well most most of these games, but I think he, he specifically does stands out when he plays Hibs for some reason. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but it just it's just they're, they're not very they're not very fast in midfield. They're yeah. really they're really pedestrian. Like every, I think they've only kind of got one energetic midfielder. There's a wee bit nippy in Josh Campbell, but I think the rest are really, mm-hmm. really one pace. Like New, I think Newell's a good player. I think Doyle Hayes is a good player, but they're both really slow. Like James Jago's pretty slow as well. Like I, I think that's a, a kind of higher energy midfield against a team like that. Definitely suits us. I think even though was it Boy- Boydmund played the first half in the cup game when we were you know, obviously we were in leading at half time and Boyd Munch done really well in the first half but when Hibs brought on Campbell and started to mm-hmm. look a wee bit more started to move the ball a wee bit quicker in the middle I think Boyd Munch suffered and then we brought on Bacchus Bacchus done really well but we've got nothing to fear for Hibs at all I don't know I, I, the, the only issue like I know they're like defensively they're there for the having like you know there's, it's mental some of the players that are still in that defence um, mainly like Hanlon constantly getting played and shit like that but Stevenson aye Stevenson but their attack is what like I mean you know Martin Boyle on his day is it can be lethal you know Vente they paid 750 grand for him like he, he's scoring goals he's a good player he's some mad stat like he scored six goals and he's like nine shots in target or something yeah. so and then you've got um, oh, what would you call him again the other you strength. are. Oh, well, uh, Ewan, who's, who can be quick, but I, I think he's one of these players who looks really kind of flash, but he's very weak. He's one of the, he's a, he's very one and he, he will look like a world beater one in every four games. Yeah. And he somehow usually picks his one in four game to be against us because he's got a decent record against yeah. us goals wise. And then and Lafondra. Adam, Adam, Adam Lafondra, yeah. 
um, who I always remember him scoring up the championship at the time, and there was like, people saying that we should sign him as if we could have competed with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fondra's one of these ones that it did seem like a weird signing on paper. I think he's come in and done really, really well for Hibs. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's one of the first they, they names on their team sheet every week. Well, even there's a few times that I think we've played them and they brought him off the bench and he's completely changed the game for him. Like the yeah. first game of the season, yeah. they brought him off the bench and that's how they, Scored, they get back. They? Yeah, they got back into it and. You know, then we obviously ran up the park and Greaves scored. Um, you know, he's a dangerous player. They've got, they've got a really, I think, a really top-heavy attack. It's just the rest of their team's completely lacking. Yeah, they're well, lacking behind a wee bit. I mean, is Darren McGregor still technically on their books? Or is he just oh, he's, I think he's on the books. He's, I think he's, uh, he's one of the coaches. But oh, is, is that a I mean, they're still at 2023-2024 and Lewis Stevenson and Paul Hanlon still start games for Hibs, so that kind of sums up where where they're at. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're. I think Lewis Stevenson's thirty six, Paul Hanlon's thirty two, thirty three. But the guys should they shouldn't be playing for Hibs. Then it's guys like that that are obvious targets for. I mean, Hanlon is an obvious Hanlon and Fish had no idea what to do in the first game of the season against all of Yet to be fair, they never had any idea what to do with the second time they played them as well. So. Ah, yeah, just uh, uh, we don't have anything to fear, especially at home. Like it's just a. I think my my prediction out there is this is going to be a high scoring game, and I'm going to say this throw out that we're going to win four two. Take that. Mm-hmm. Be good. I'll go for two 0 Submitting. Think I'm just going to be one 0 I think it's one I'm going to miss. Is it? Is it the last time? Hibs won was against us I think in the cup wasn't it I don't think they've won a game since then they had to kind of bounce when Montgomery first came in and then aye that type of game that type of game a year or two ago would have gave me the fear but at home against anyone I'd I'd fancy our chances try to play a 4-4-2 I think he might be the only guy in world football that still tries to play a 4-4-2 proper what's the is it Mike Bassett Mike Bassett England manager manager. 4-4-2 uh, it's crazy though. Like that, it's it's exactly what we want. We we would want to come up against a flat back four that contains fucking Lewis Stevenson and Paul Hanlon, a midfield that's got Joe Newell and Jake Doyle Hayes in it because it'll be slow as anything. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be off the back at the weekend. You know, obviously they've got a pretty a pretty big game. I think it's at Aberdeen they play on Sunday. So you know you're hoping that goes to extra time and penalties are a wee bit leggy for that as well. So. Mm-hmm. The same flat back forward brings me back horrible flashbacks to the time where everyone was like so insistent that we played a we stopped playing three at the back and went back to playing four at the back. Remember that used to be a thing. Everyone I think, I think that was under him. Jim Goodwin's time though. Where done it under Robinson as well. Like how but, dare he? Because he came in and he changed his back to a yeah a three five two and we started playing well under it and people are like, oh, this might actually work. It was because Goodwin was playing it. fucking right like right footed. Like Marcus Fraser play, at left centre back or aye, shit like that. Is. He would play Dunn in the middle, Fraser at left centre half, and Sean is at right centre back. <laughs> There's reasons why that didn't work. Oh, fucking maniac. And man. do you know what's really like? I, I, and I think we've said it before. My biggest fear, right? We know Robinson's not going to be f- for for long. Like that Northern Ireland no. job's got his name written all over it. The calls for Goodwin to come back gives me the absolute fucking fear. Could you imagine Goodwin with this team? Uh, it like would be how fucking quickly it would go down. Alessandro would be played up front himself. Um, up front, he'd be playing wing back. <laughs> Jim Goodwin would look at him and think, "Wow, you're fast. Do you know where you could play? Right or left wing back?" 
I don't, I don't think there's, there's, there's no danger of that happening, but it's a no, fight, I, I, I think. I, I think it would be too won't. expensive to get them from Dundee United, and that's their only saving grace. You just got to hope they think, don't sack them within that period. But, uh, I also think that all the groundwork that Robinson had to do behind the scenes because of Jim Goodwin, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the board, I'm pretty sure like John and Gordon Scott, well, Gordon Scott's not on the board, but like John, Alex White, Jim Gillespie, Mark McMillan, all that would definitely, definitely avoid a guy like Jim Goodwin, a dinosaur of a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, so what that's saying our... is Neil Lennon. <laughs> I think. I... Hey. The only saving uh, grace we've got with that is like if we lose Robinson, it's not going to be a club football team. It's going to be international. You've already got Dermot O'Carroll who'll probably stay part time, hopefully, with us and Northern Ireland. And then you know Martin Foyle's not going to go anywhere because he can't go to Northern Ireland. What would that? What would? I've actually not thought of that. What would he do? He goes so, so, surely, so he surely he would stay at the club, and then they would need to find a Robinson mould to kind of just fit in there. Nah, I reckon if Robinson goes to Northern Ireland, Martin Foyle would definitely be going about watching Northern Irish players <sighs> at every level. Like, <laughs> be going and watching Northern Irish junior football, and Robinson would be calling guys up who'd end up going for twenty million after playing four games at international <laughs> level. Uh, it does. It does. We've, we've spoken about it before. It does kind of give you the fear, but I think with the way that they kind of the guys like Keith yeah. in the position he's in, like they know the kind of profile that would go for, but he's still here. He will always be here. And we never need to worry about him going. Cool. And I think on that note, we'll end it. Um, Misryhunters.co.uk. We've got merch on there. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Misryhunters. £3 a month will get you access to bonus episodes, our Discord, and a monthly competition. Um, last month, um, we ran the Goggish t-shirt. That will be announced tomorrow, or today, if you're listening to Friday. Friday the 3rd, it will be announced. Um, and next month's prize is TBD. Thanks for buying the live show tickets. Um, PaisleyCraftBeer.com, you know, 25 Lawn Street, all that kind of thing. And uh, I'll end with a classic Fuck Alex Ray. Kyogo, sure, Ashie. Fuck Nick Montgomery's accent. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.